Hello and welcome back into Overtime. This is your Sports Talk podcast hosted by the Lipscomb University Sports Announcing Class. I'm Sam Phelan, led by our professor Aaron Birch. I'm alongside Gracie Simpson with Jason Southall and Connor Owens as we give you a rundown of all the latest sporting news. Jason and Connor do helmet to helmet where they preview all of Middle Tennessee's high school football action and Gracie and I bring you to the drawing board where we give a rundown of all the top stories in professional sports. So buckle up and thanks for being here. This is Overtime. Also, quick note before we get started. Uh, this week is just going to be Connor and I talking about high school and college sports. Next week we should be back to normal. Uh, but I was going to let you know that beforehand. Uh, enjoy listening. Welcome to the ninth segment of Helmet to Helmet. I am Jason Southall. I'm Connor Owen. And I'll just go ahead and get right into it. We had round one of high school football playoffs this week. So you can go ahead and run through those for me real quick. Yeah, uh, exciting round one. Uh, probably the most exciting round one I've ever um, seen uh, in all my years being around high school football. So we'll get right into it. Um, we're going to start out with something a little bit unfortunate. Our White House Blue Devils. Uh, went into Lexington High School and they fell uh, to Lexington 34 to 7. Brentwood, I want to talk about Brentwood after I say the score. They beat Cane Ridge 45 to 13. But here's the thing about Brentwood they had 39 players in quarantine. One player tested positive. Their starting quarterback, Cade Granzo, got hurt on the third offensive play of the game. And their backup by the name of Dylan White came in. Went 17-19 through five touchdowns, and Brentwood beat Cane Ridge by 32. The Franklin Road, Aca- the Franklin Road Academy Panthers go into uh, Cordova, Tennessee, to play Evangelical Christian, and they kept it close, uh, but in the end, uh, they gave up late in that game and lost 49-21. to Franklin defeats Smyrna 49-13. to Nashville Christian defeats the Webb School 54-26. to Independence uh, eliminates Laverne 49 to 14. Springfield smothers Jackson Southside 42 to 7. Summit uh, defeats Hillwood 42 to 6. Hardin County once again smothers White House Heritage by a score of 45 to nothing. Hillsboro beats Page 43 to 7. Battleground Academy defeats North Point Christian out of Mississippi as a Mississippi school is in a Tennessee playoff. 45 to 13. Mount Juliet beats Warren County. I watched this game. This was on my TV 30. 17 to 13. Lipscomb Academy beats St. George's 63 to 3. Oakland defeats Rossview 49 to nothing. Knox Catholic defeats Ensworth 43 to 20. East Nashville goes into Fairview and wins that game 26 to 13. Riverdale defeats Wilson Central 40 to nothing. Hendersonville beats Blackman 30 to 21. CPA defeats Silverdale 50 to 14. Now we had one regular season game. Uh, NBA played their week 10. They beat St. Benedict 42 to nothing. They host, I think it was Baylor uh, this Friday night in their round one. And we had a couple of uh, COVID cancellations. Uh, Pearl Cone wins by COVID cancellation over Camden Central and Ravenwood. Uh, wins by COVID cancellation over Stewart's Creek. 
Gotcha. Well, uh, did you have any from last week that surprised you at all? Um, I have two. Probably Hillsboro beating Page 43-7. to seven. Um, Over the past couple of years, Page has been pretty good. Hillsboro has not. Um, so seeing that uh, big score, uh, Hillsboro putting 40-plus on Page really surprised me. And then, honestly, Franklin Road Academy putting 21 on Evangelical. Um, one of their linemen is a four-star Clemson commit, so you know he's really good. Um, I was expecting um, – FRA not to put more than seven points up on evangelical and they put 21 and lose by 28 uh, to a really good evangelical team. Um, so yeah, those are my two uh, surprises from this week. Gotcha. Well, I'm assuming we're probably going to have a, a good week this week. Uh, go ahead and give me your three games for this upcoming week. Three games of the week. I'll start with number three and make my, make my way to number one, as always, uh, the Franklin Rebels uh, coming off a win um, over Smyrna. They travel to Ravenwood. Ravenwood got a round one bye uh, with that COVID cancellation as game number three. Game number two, Mount Juliet uh, barely survives Warren County. If Warren County would have won that game, it would have been their first um, playoff win since I think it was 1983. Um, so, uh, big congratulations to Warren County on a great season. Uh, they traveled to undefeated Oakland. Um, so that's going to be a big test for Mount Juliet. And then game number one is a game I I might be at, still don't know yet. Um, and that is Independence at Brentwood. Now these two teams played each other, I think it was two weeks ago, scheduled for Friday, got moved to Saturday. Um, Independence took that uh, regular season game, Brentwood. Uh, don't know uh, the health of Cade Granzo. Um, I'll reach out to him uh, probably today, uh, see how he's doing. Um, if they can play, if Brent, uh, I'll go ahead and get into my predictions. Uh, if Brentwood can play the way they did with a backup quarterback against Cane Ridge, uh, I think they can win it. Um, even though they lost to Independence a couple weeks ago, I think it's going to be really close. I'm going to say uh, Brentwood by a field goal. Um, and then I think Oakland's going to give – Mount Juliet, all they can handle. I don't think that game's going to be close. Um, Mount Juliet, they'll, they'll probably keep it close in the first half. And then um, Oakland will come out in the second half and blow them out. Uh, and then Franklin at Ravenwood. Uh, Ravenwood's just too good. Uh, Franklin's been a little bit shaky um, this year. Um, I'm honestly surprised that they won by as much as they did uh, against Smyrna. Smyrna has a really good football team. Um, so yeah, I got Brentwood winning, Oakland winning, and Ravenwood winning uh, their games in round two. Gotcha. Well, you know, since we had so many games that we had to go over uh, for high school, we decided, you know, it's midway through the season. Why don't we do midseason awards? And so, actually, do you want to talk about our teams for this week, like? Uh, Vanderbilt and Tennessee, or do you want to go right into them now? Um, let's talk about them. Um, I got oh, yeah. a lot of positive stuff, uh, surprisingly, to talk about Vanderbilt. So, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. But first, uh, before I get to Vanderbilt, I want to talk about – I want you uh, briefly, keyword brief, uh, briefly talk about um, – <laughs> just thinking about it makes me laugh. Um, Tennessee, uh, they were up 13 to nothing in the first half on Arkansas 
and then they come out second half and allow 24 unanswered points, and they lose that game. And they lose that game, 24 to 13. So, uh, what do you think about your Tennessee Vols? They coached scared. Uh, it was one of those things where we had the lead going, and we looked good to start off. You know, we were holding them on defense, which is great. We don't really have a good defense. We do, but we just, just not taught well, not coached well. Uh, we don't have a very good offense, but we can run the ball, and we showed we can run the ball. And after halftime, we didn't make any adjustments. We played the exact same we did in the first half, and it surprised us whenever it didn't work. And I feel like it was a completely justified score. Like I said last week, I thought we were going to lose between 7 and 10. We lost by 11. Uh, so I I don't see anything good coming out of that game except showing that we are not very good. And um, you look at the passing leaders for Tennessee, their leading passer is Harrison Bailey. Uh, went 6 of 9 for 65 yards and two touchdowns. Behind Garantano, he went five for eight, 42 yards, no touchdowns or interceptions. And then uh, Brian Mauer, so y'all played three quarterbacks on Saturday. Brian Mauer went 0 for four, uh, no yardage, no touchdowns, and no interceptions. Um, I want to ask you something really quick. Um, we'll introduce a new segment about this um, later. What do you think uh, – do you think Jeremy Pruitt should be coaching for his job right now? Yes, um, Tennessee fans tend to be brutal, uh, as you can probably tell when it comes to coaches. And if you tell a team, if you tell fans that they're going to be really good and then you show that you can't coach a team very well, you're probably not going to be there much longer. But mm -hmm. uh, that's something I'll hold off until a little bit later. So moving on, we will go into um, my Vanderbilt Commodores. Um now, being a Vanderbilt fan, um, unfortunately, we've gotten to a point where we go into every week uh, expecting to lose. Uh, not really much energy uh, when it comes to the team anymore. There hasn't really been much energy uh, since, I think, year one of Derek Mason uh, seven years ago. Um, a lot of energy was there when we had James Franklin. Really miss him. Uh, wish he had stayed. Um, but they they went into um, Mississippi State, a team that was struggling. Both teams um, had COVID outbreaks. Um, I think you said earlier, um, if Mississippi State would have lost one more player, they would have been unable to play. Yep. Uh, and for Vanderbilt, if they would have lost five more players, um, they would have been unable to play. Um, so, and so it really showed for Vanderbilt early. Um, they in the first half they were down seventeen to nothing. Mm -hmm. um, I think two intercept, two or three interceptions, uh, three interceptions for Ken Seals. His numbers, uh, thirty-one of forty-six, three hundred and thirty-six yards. Um, I think he's the third redshirt fresh, uh, third freshman in Vanderbilt football history to throw back-to-back three-hundred-yard -back, uh, games. Um, that's either Vanderbilt history or in, uh, in all of college football. Uh, but again, thirty-one of forty-six, three hundred and thirty-six yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. Um, Mississippi State owned that first half, um, but Vanderbilt really owned um, that second half, putting up uh, seven points in the third, ten points in the fourth, and only losing by a touchdown to Mississippi State. Almost got our first win. Um, that crucial uh, interception that really sealed the deal for Mississippi State came uh, with like less than four minutes left. We were inside the 30, uh, about to score to tie it up. 
um, but really couldn't do much. Um, offensive line uh, looked better this week. Uh, still room for improvement. Um, I think um, if we can get a lot of our players back, we have one guy uh, opted out. Um, another one of our players uh, is suspended for the season for a violation of team rules. Um, so uh, we're pretty shaky. Um, and I think um, Derek Mason's in the same boat as Pruitt. Um, Vanderbilt fans, we've gotten to a point where um, we need to be in a win now um, and being at Vanderbilt. Um, it's kind of hard to find a coach that could do that at Vanderbilt. Um, so, um, yeah, I think he's really coaching for his job. Um, actually, I'll take that back. I don't think he's coaching for his job. I think his uh, future's already set in stone, um, but we're just going to hold it off um, until the season's over. I don't know uh, for a fact. Uh, a lot of Vanderbilt fans want to see it. Mm, excuse me. A lot of Vanderbilt fans want to see it happen. Um, and I've, I just was scrolling through Twitter five minutes into the first quarter of the Mississippi State game, and all I was seeing was fire Derek Mason, fire Derek Mason. Why do we still have Derek Mason's tweets like that? Um, yeah, Vanderbilt looked really good. I was honestly surprised. Um, only losing by a touchdown again to Mississippi State. We got a big game uh, on the road at Kentucky this week. Uh, Kentucky hasn't looked that great um, this year. Uh, so I think this will be another winnable game. Um, I'm keeping I'm keeping up hope that we can actually win at least one. Um, I think if we don't win this week, I don't think there's another game the rest of the year that we could win. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's just without going into a complete rant. Um, that's as nicely as I can talk about Vanderbilt football right now. Um, so yeah, that's my uh, review of. Vanderbilt Mississippi State. Gotcha. Well, uh, do you want to say anything about your games coming up this week for your Vanderbilt Commodores? Do you guys play this week? Yeah, we play Kentucky. Gotcha. Well, how do you feel about that? Um, same as every Vanderbilt fan in the country, scared to death. Um, but um, ho- hopefully, hopefully we can get some guys back, like I mentioned, um, and have a chance um hopefully we'll keep it close um looking at how kentucky looks this year they are let me get their numbers right here they're two and four uh they have a 93 percent chance to win um their quarterback uh wow this is really surprising uh ken seals has more passing yards um than one of their quarterbacks what's, what's this guy's name terry, terry wilson. wilson yeah terry wilson is 600 if he yeah, 602 passing yards for Wilson. Uh, Ken Seals has 1,066 uh, on the year, which big, big congratulations to Ken Seals. I think Ken Seals is the future of Vanderbilt football. Um, he's being coached. Uh, one of our volunteer assistants this year uh, is Kyle Shermer, a Vanderbilt legend. Um, so he's getting a lot of tips uh, for one of the best quarterbacks in Vanderbilt history, uh, probably second uh, behind uh, Jay Cutler. Um, so yeah, a lot of, lot of, um, tips and advice from Kyle Shermer. So, um, I think he will, I think Seals will be a starter, uh, going forward and, uh, future's bright for Vanderbilt. Um, I say that with a lot of hope and with my fingers crossed. Um, but, um, 
future is bright with Ken Seals. Gotcha. Well, you know, you said it was a 93% chance to win for Kentucky. Yeah. You know, Texas A&M only has a 78% chance to win against Tennessee. Which well, is because they're without like 13 players. Well, we don't know what players there are yet. That's true. Um, so, hopefully – now, of course, I'm not saying hopefully they get it. I'm saying hopefully Kellen Mond is not there because – If he's there, y'all are screwed. Yeah, we're, we're done. But I feel sort of okay about this game. And really? here's here's why I say that. I say that because, yeah, we've lost the past four games. We 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 haven't played anyone well. That just puts a smile to my face hearing that as a Vanderbilt fan. All right, Mister Vanderbilt, haven't like, won with, a game. I mean, uh, listen, uh, listen, because like with being a Vanderbilt fan, we're used to Vanderbilt being trash and Tennessee being the best of the best. But now we're both in the same boat, so it's like it's. We've awesome. been in the same boat for years now. Like we, we are just but like we are always on the y'all, brink y'all can of get, mediocrity. Y'all can get seven wins. We can't. So well, yeah, because like, we schedule four people that we can beat for non-conference. You don't exactly like Vanderbilt's <laughs> non-conference this year would have been Houston, Colorado State, Louisiana Tech, and Mercer. Mercer would have been a loss. Like it's it's crazy how Vanderbilt schedules. Um, but I'm not going to get much into that. <laughs> so, what, what were you saying? Yeah, uh, we haven't played anyone really well. But with this being a home game, uh, you know, with Pruitt's job sort of on the line here, I don't think he's planning on losing this game. Now, of course, I don't think he's planning on losing Arkansas, but he saw what happened if you don't make substitutions, not substitutions, but if you don't make kind of changes at halftime. I see us holding with our or Texas A&M like we did with uh, Georgia. But I don't see that flip that what happened in Georgia. I don't see that happening. Uh, now, yes, of course, we're probably going to lose. But I don't think it's going to be by that much. Probably a touchdown, maybe. Uh, I don't – honestly, I really don't see it being a blowout. Uh, I do. And I understand that. Uh, the line currently, uh, the spread is uh, Texas A&M by eight. So it's not nearly as huge as what it has been. Uh, points per game for Texas A&M is 34. Tennessee is 21. Points allowed per game, Texas A&M 25. Tennessee 31. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have around the same total yards gained per game, around the same total yards allowed per game. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be iffy. It, it can it can be a good game. That's all I have to say about it. Can I go back to Vanderbilt just really quickly? Yeah, go ahead. I'm looking at the stats for Vanderbilt compared to the stats for um, Mississippi or not Mississippi State, um, Kentucky, and you like. It's crazy how many places you can look at and realize just how bad Vanderbilt really is. Because, <laughs> um, like, you look at the points per game for both Kentucky and Vandy. Vandy puts up 12.4 points a game to Kentucky's 20.8 points. 
points allowed per game. Vanderbilt Vanderbilt allows 35.4. Kentucky allows 19. Yards, I mean, we, we have more yards passing a game. They have more yards rushing. Um, they have 176 yards rushing a game to our 115. And yards passing, we have 218 to their 118. So I'm probably going to stop it here because, again, I don't want to go on like a 20-minute rant like you did like three Sorry. weeks ago. I cut it all <laughs> out, though. I should have kept it in. That was nah. hilarious. Nah, if I kept it in, it would have been like an hour and a half this, episode. People listening to this do not know how red your face was. Yeah, it I've, I was still have hilarious. it. I've, I've got the video recording of it. If you if anybody listening to this wants to see it, just reach out to Jason. Yeah. that that was priceless. Um, so yeah, do you want to go straight into our um, college football midseason awards? Sounds good to me. All right, so um, I'll let you start it out. We're gonna uh, go. Uh, we have three categories here, um, so I'm gonna let you go ahead and start with your midseason Heisman Trophy. I think we have we each have three for each of these yep. uh, categories. So go ahead and give um, whatever order you want to go, um, from least likely to most likely uh, or vice versa. Go ahead and give us your midseason college football Heisman Trophy candidates. Gotcha. So I don't know how to start this, mostly just because I don't have mine in an order. Uh, I think all these players should have a chance of winning it. Uh, but like I said, uh, I told you earlier, there's a chance none of them do, mostly just because Trevor Lawrence is probably going to get it, um, yeah. which is kind of sad for me to say, mostly because you have these quarterbacks that are very, very good, but they probably don't have that chance to win it. Yeah. Um, so let me go ahead and walk through. My first one is Ian Book at Notre Dame. Notre Dame quarterback. Wow. Uh, I say that if you want to know why I say that, look at that Clemson game. Mm-hmm. Watch him 100%. play because it was amazing. He was so good. He's right. really good, but I was not expecting him to be one of your Heisman. Yeah, well, of course, his, his touchdowns really don't line up with a Heisman. Eight touchdowns yeah. a season. But – just the way that he's able to command that offense, mm-hmm. there's something special there. Uh, I don't. He may not win the Heisman, but he'll he'll 100% go to the NFL. Um, yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I I feel you'll see whenever he gets to the NFL what I'm talking about. Uh, I, he kind of reminds me of like a Big Ben, sort of, but okay. that, but someone that can run. Hmm. Um. He's, he's kind of got that build to him. Uh, and in all honesty, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Pittsburgh drafted him. They wouldn't have to change too much. Big Ben's already older. Uh, I, I, genuinely, I genuinely feel that he would be a good one. Uh, yeah. my, my, my next one, do I pull an audible here? Because I just saw this. No, I, I'm not going to. My second one, I think you may have seen this one coming, uh, Kyle Trask. He has 22 touchdowns this season in five games. 
and only three interceptions. For him to play like this, it's crazy. I didn't like I told you, uh, I think Saturday. I didn't think this was going to be a thing. No one thought this was going to be a thing. No, I didn't think Arkansas or dang Florida was going to be good. In all honesty, um, he has a sixty-eight point seven percent completion percentage, which is great in college, especially with who he's been playing against. And I honestly think that he has one of the biggest chances to get it out of these three that I give you. And then, of course, my third one. Now, this is the one I said I don't think you're going to be too crazy about. I, it's not anyone in the Power Five, which may or may not throw him out. Uh, but he is a quarterback for Southern Methodist University. Uh, say, uh, what is it? Shane Bouchele, I think is how you say it. Uh, quarterback down there. He used to be at Texas. Uh, but he has 2,581 passing yards so far, 20 touchdowns and three interceptions, and he's led SMU to a 7-1 and record, and they're 19th in the nation. That's pretty good. Now, he was pretty good last year, I give him that. Uh, not nearly as good as what he has been this year. And I don't think it's him adding weapons around him. I think it's him getting more comfortable in that offense. Now, of course... They play Tulsa this week, and Tulsa's always a team that I'm like, ah, Tulsa could probably win that game. Yeah. And in all honesty, that's probably my upset of the week. If we do do that this week, that's my upset of the week, Tulsa over SMU. But I still think SMU is going to play really, really well. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think Shane is going to be amazing. Like, he already is, uh, and continue his stats and everything through it because he's got, if I'm looking at this correctly – out of the three quarterbacks I've said, he has the most passing yards. And he has the second most touchdowns. Uh, so he, in all honesty, I think he, out of all these, yeah, he's the lowest one down. But I feel like he's probably got the stats to prove that he's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but th- I think those are my three. Uh, you can go ahead and go through your three Heismans. All right. So two of mine um... – are likely to happen. One of them might be a little bit of a surprise to you. Uh, my number one is Trevor Lawrence uh, at Clemson. If he if he gets healthy and he comes back and he plays the same way he's played before he got COVID or whatever he had, he's going to win it easily. Like, I don't think it's going to be even close. I don't think the boat's going to be even close. Uh, you look at his stats this year. 135 of 191, eight, over 1,800 yards, 17 touchdowns, and only two interceptions. His longest pass is 83 yards. Dude's a beast. And I feel so sorry for him because he's going to the New York Jets, um, more than likely, either the Jets or Jags. Um, so, yeah, he's my number one. Um, my number two, you want the surprise as number two, or do you want another more likely to happen as number two? We'll do your more likely to happen number two and then your surprise for number three. Uh, I won't say much about this guy because you already mentioned him, Kyle Trask at Florida. Um, the exact same thing you said about him was pretty much what I was going to say. So I don't really want to repeat myself. So I'm going to go straight into my surprise. Um, my number three Heisman candidate is none other than Trevor Lawrence's backup, 
DJ Uwangalele. You said it and right. There you go. I did? Yeah. There you go. Uh, I think I think so. Uwangalele. Yeah. Uwangalele. Uh, he he's only played in two games, but he he's only a freshman, and I have him as a potential Heisman winner. Seventy-one. I told you how yeah. good he was. Whenever before he came in, before he even played a snap, I told you how good he was. And have you seen his dad? Yes. Dude's a monster. <laughs> good grief. That's a bear I do not want to poke. Um, 71 completions. <laughs> 71 completions 100 on 104 attempts. Uh, 883 yards and four touchdowns and not a single interception. DJ, um, it all depends on what Trevor Lawrence wants to do. He's not saying whether he's leaving and he's not saying whether he's coming back. Um, so we don't really know what's going through the mind of Trevor Lawrence when it comes to um, I think it all depends on who has the number one pick. If the Jets have the number one pick, I would highly recommend Trevor Lawrence come back for his senior year um, because that is career suicide if you go to the New York Jets, uh, especially with the head coach they have, Adam Gase. Um, nothing good comes out of the New York Jets, um, except an almost win um, last night uh, to uh, against the uh, New England Patriots. Uh, they choked in that second half. Uh, so it wasn't really that close. Actually, it was, but it didn't look close in the second half. Um, so you had Lawrence, Uagalele, and Trask are my three uh, Heisman candidates. Gotcha, man. When you said when you said Uagalele, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Not only are you saying Lawrence, but you're saying him. But I mean, I completely understand yeah. why you're saying that. Uh, again, if you want to see how good he is, watch the Notre Dame game. Both both quarterbacks in that game were great. Yeah. Uh, now, and even even that loss to Notre Dame that doesn't take away just how good he really is. Yeah, 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 not, not at all. But uh, I guess I let you start with uh, the coaches of the year. Now, of course, we both have three, mm-hmm. uh, like we did for Heisman. But you can go ahead, go ahead and give me your three. Yeah, I'll fly through these because um, I don't know if you're the same way, but I don't have much stats uh, for a couple of them. Um, I'm going to go with the least likely to happen i'll go to the most likely um my least likely national coach of the year is sam Pittman at arkansas um you just look at he's turned that program completely around um big wins over mississippi state old miss and tennessee that tennessee game so fun to watch uh losses to a&m georgia and auburn uh they almost beat auburn um so that would have been another big win for him they're three and three on the year Uh, like I said a a little bit ago 24 unanswered against Tennessee unfortunately he was diagnosed with COVID his second test came back um, today and that one was positive Um, so he does have COVID he will not coach on Saturday uh, against Florida Um, so yeah Sam Pittman is my first candidate for coach of the year Uh, my second candidate is Dabo Sweeney um, at Clemson Uh, he that dude's amazing Uh, probably the, the greatest coach um, I've ever seen. Um, I would not be surprised um, if Nick Saban leaves or retires at Alabama. I would not be surprised if Dabo Sweeney uh, goes to Alabama um, just because of how good he's coached at Clemson. His assistants are amazing. So if he leaves, he can know that Clemson's in a good spot. And he, it's all because of Dabo Sweeney. Um, and, he, and he has complete trust in his assistants. Um, so Dabo Sweeney, number two, and my number three is a surprise. 
Um, this guy has coached his team uh, into their first top 25 um, appearance in school history. I'm pretty sure I know who, who you're talking about, and that is Hugh Breeze um, at Liberty. Uh, I'll be honest, I first heard that he was going to Liberty. Um, didn't really know how I felt about that, just of like what happened with him at Ole Miss and uh, the reputation he has. Um, he he's won games from a hospital bed in the press box, so like it's it's crazy what Hugh Freeze has done um, at Liberty. They're seven and zero. They beat Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech um, on a I think it was a field goal in overtime or something like that. Um, but it's just he's turned that program completely around. They're seven and zero. Their upcoming games. Uh, I think they play West Carolina this week. Um, and then they end the season with Coastal Carolina um, at Coastal Carolina. Um, so that's going to be a really good game. Uh, they play UMass, NC State um, before Coastal Carolina. Uh, so if they can keep winning, uh, I would not be – don't be surprised if you see Liberty in a New Year's, New Year's Six Bowl. I, I'm, I'm 100% serious on that. I think they're that good to be in a top bowl against a top team, maybe the peach bowl against Auburn peach bowl against whoever, but um, if they go to a top bowl against a top team, um, just how they've played this year, uh, they have a really good chance of uh, yet another upset um, because of the wins they have uh, so far this year against Virginia tech, Southern Miss and uh, Syracuse. So those are my three coaches of the year. Uh, Jason, now it's your turn. Who are your coach of the year candidates? Well, it's going to be more like two because, of course, you have Heath Reason. That was my number one on my list. First person I thought of whenever we thought about this. Uh, but I'm going to throw another one in. So I'll, I'll do three, uh, and I'll talk about them. Uh, so, of course, this is not in any order. Uh, Tom Allen. Tom Allen in Indiana. Uh, oh, yeah. They are three, yeah. yeah, they're 3-0. They beat Penn State first game of the season, and then they beat Michigan last week. They're three and zero. They beat Rutgers in between, but you know there's not Everybody much to say about Rutgers. Rutgers. Uh, the real test is going to be uh, actually November twenty first. It's Indiana at Ohio State. If Tom Allen can win that game, he's winning Coach of the Year. Uh, having Indiana at number ten is unheard of. Uh, seeing them beat a uh, number eight Penn State at the time and then number 23, Michigan, at that time. That's pretty mm-hmm. impressive as well. Uh, I, in all honesty, I don't even know if he'll be here after this after this year. Someone may try and take him. Um, but, in all honesty, Vanderbilt? no, 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 no. Why would, he, why, would he go, why would he go from a top 10 Indiana a team to a Vanderbilt team that hasn't won a game this year? Uh, but, you know, other than that uh, – I'll move on to my next one. But hey, he he re, he's he rebuilt Indiana, so why can't he not rebuild Vanderbilt? I don't know. I don't know. I I feel a little iffy about that one. Uh, my next one. Now you may agree with this one. Uh, Luke Fickle. Yep. Luke Fickle at Cincinnati uh, has them six and zero. They are seventh in the nation, which is crazy uh, to think about. You know, uh, I I remember. Uh, well, it was uh, Austin P. Cincinnati when it was like 50-something, 49 nothing or something like that at halftime. 
and they shortened it. Was that that game or was it Austin P. Pitt? I can't remember which one it was. But either way, they blew out Austin P., which is normal. And then they beat number 22 Army, which Army is always hard to beat. They run that option. It's yeah. Hard. It's, hard. Yeah. It's, it's weird. And you have to know how to play it, and they did. Um, they had a win at number 16 SMU, which people thought was going to be a good game. Final score 42 to 13. Um, it, 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 from everything I've seen, they're not going to lose this year. Uh, I, I see nothing on their schedule that shows that they're going to lose. They'll go 10 and 0. Do you think they'll finish the year in the top four? I say top six. Uh, I, I'd probably say five or six. They won't make the playoff. I was really hoping they were going to expand the playoff this year to eight, um, mostly just because of COVID. Uh, but they're not doing that. Uh, so if there was eight, they would be in, but they will not be in. Uh, this is actually more likely uh, for him to leave Luke Pickle, for him to leave Cincinnati, mostly just because they're not a power five school. Mm-hmm. And he could easily hop over to a power five school and do pretty well. But you have to run the risk of having someone uh, that doesn't do well like Derek Mason. Uh, but uh, I can't, I can't. Really. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, since you took my uh, Hugh Freeze, uh, I'll have to add another one in. And I'm going to Coastal Carolina. Now, uh, the Chanticleers, however the heck you say it. Uh, Jamie Chadwell. He, this Coastal Carolina team, I don't know if this is the. Yeah, they started the FBS level, started at the FBS level in 2017. They're in the Sunbelt Conference. They're sort of new to Division One. And when your first game of the year is against Kansas, at Kansas, yeah, you could probably beat them, but there's a chance you don't. And boy, did Coastal Carolina beat them horribly. It's like 38-23, but that was, that's flattering to Kansas. Uh, and then, of course, they beat Campbell. And then they play Arkansas State. And Arkansas State's the team that beat Kansas State at the beginning of the year, correct? Yeah, I think so. They beat Arkansas State 52-23. to Then they played at uh, Louisiana Lafayette. No, not Lafayette. Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and beat them 30-27. to That's when Lafayette was uh, – not Lafayette. Why, why am I saying Lafayette? Louisiana – uh, was number 21 in the nation. Uh, and then they played Georgia Southern, Georgia State, South Alabama, and blew them all out of the water. The only other game I see on their schedule that is going to be tough is Liberty with Hugh Freeze. Yeah, yeah. And in all honesty, if they have tickets to Coastal Carolina, if they're selling tickets, I'm going to get tickets to go to that game. Uh, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to go out to Coastal Carolina and watch that game if it happens. Um, if you would like to go, it's fine with me. We can record a podcast from the drive there. Uh, but is wait, that it, a midweek game or is it a Saturday game? It's Saturday game. Okay. Uh, we can do college football game day on the drive there. <laughs> uh, but I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if college game day is actually there. Oh, they will be there. Uh, actually, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the last, usually the last week of the season's got, you know, 
uh, Iron Bowl. And... Yeah, but it's different this year since COVID, so I have no idea. Uh, but that's what I don't like about college game day. I think like, they always go to the great games. Like they always go to Alabama. They always go to LSU. They always go to Clemson. Like, why not go like a couple times a year to a mid-major who's like a Cinderella, you know? Yeah, I get that. They usually do that if there are no other games available, which is kind of dumb. But And there's always a game available. Yep. Uh, but Jamie Chadwell, he's one of those ones I feel like, again, he may stay a couple of years at Coastal Carolina, but he may get a shot at a bigger school. Um, if they're – Maybe, <laughs> maybe he may be able. He may I'm be. I'm gonna say Vanderbilt about every coach you say. He, he may be able to make that jump from Coastal Carolina to Vanderbilt. It's gonna be a step down, but I think he'll be fine. Um, now really quickly, I've already said my Cinderella. Um, so just go ahead and mention yours really quickly. Um, my Cinderella is Liberty. Coastal Carolina. I've already mentioned why. Coastal Carolina's your yep. your Cinderella. Yep. Yep. Okay. And like I um, said, so the final, they, they they meet each other in the last week of the season, so we'll know at that point. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. So yeah, our final segment is not an award, um, especially for not my number one. Definitely not an award. Um, and it is our top, uh, hot seat coaches. Um, I forgot how many you had. I have five. I have five as well, uh, but we'll have to go. But we'll have to go pretty quick, just so we have time. Really quick. Yeah. Um, I'll let you go ahead. Uh, you do your number five. I'll do my number five, and we'll just go down like that. So mine are in no particular order. Uh, I'll just do a random one. Uh, of course, Derek Mason. Um, Pain. He he'll be gone. I I don't know who would take his place. Um, probably someone. Oh, like, that's that's true. After we mention our hot seat, we uh, I think you only have it for like one coach. I have it for three um, coaches. Three coaches. For three coaches, we'll yep. we'll name uh, potential replacements. So go ahead. What were you saying about um him? I have no one that would take his place. Probably someone that's exactly like him, and then you'll be in another five years of just pain. Um, pain. pain. So torture, it, <laughs> abuse. But I, I see nothing good coming out of this. I I see Derek Mason maybe getting somewhere in a smaller school, probably going to end up being a, a, a coordinator or something. But then again, I don't know what coordinator he'd be because we, we've seen these past few years and he can't really do He is much. not a defensive guru. He is no. not. So, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about him. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my number five um, is Tom Herman. Uh, Texas, um, they, they've looked okay this year. They're not where Texas should be right now. So I don't think he is their coach for the future. Um, and my replacement for him, I don't know how big of a surprise this will be to you, um, but it's James Franklin uh, at Penn State. Um, I know it might be just a small step down, uh, but just how well James Franklin recruits um, and how he – Brings the team together. Again, loved him at Vanderbilt. He did the exact same thing um, he's doing at Penn State at Bandy. Um, so I would not be surprised if James Franklin considers it. He considered the Florida State job, but then he got that extension uh, from Penn State. Um, but if if Texas has the money, James Franklin will be on his way uh, to Austin. Gotcha. Well, I guess I'll go to my next one. Uh, 
Jim Harbaugh, Michigan. Okay. He's been given too much time. Yeah. Uh, he, he's he's same as same as Mason. Yeah. Uh, I, Way too much time. I don't think, especially this year, seeing how they're yeah. playing, uh, what lost to Michigan State, lost to Indiana. Uh, it it's bad. Michigan does not do that. No, they do not. Uh, Jim Harbaugh does that. Just Michigan does. Especially to Michigan State. Yeah, if you lose to Indiana, sure they're having a good year. But Michigan State, you, you don't lose forgot, to Michigan. State. Who is their coach? He came from Colorado. Uh oh, I looked him up a minute ago, but I can't remember what his name is. Oh oh oh, I know it. I know it. I know it. Mel Tucker. Yes, there it is. That's Mel it. Tucker. Uh, maybe he'll take. Uh, maybe Mel Tucker will leave and go to Vanderbilt. Who knows? But uh, I. <sighs> I <laughs> but you know, I. I don't think Harbaugh will stay. Uh, even though he may he may not even be fired, he may just leave because there's some speculation that he goes back to the NFL in some capacity. Um, wow. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that, but they're already saying he may or may not go back. I think you told me about that. Yeah, but I, I seriously don't see him there after this season. Okay. Um, so my next one, I'm going to Southern Cal. Uh, Clay Helton. Um is not the man for the job. He was not the man for the job uh, last year. He sure as heck is not the man for the job this year. Why they kept him, I have no earthly idea. Um, but I have two potential replacements um, for Clay Helton. Um, one is Urban Meyer. Um, we, we both saw him uh, in the list of potential candidates for him. Uh, I think he wants to coach again. Uh, I think he just needed a couple of years to get his health in order. Um, and then he would come back to coaching. And I think USC is a great opportunity for him. Um, one, it's not a state. And two, the weather over there is perfect. Um, and I think he's in, I think he'd be in a winnable situation over there at USC. I don't think they're in too big of a, I know I'm bringing like professional sayings in here i don't think they're too big of a rebuild or like a win now yeah. they are in a win now i think they can get there with urban meyer um they don't need to take time to like recruit and bring like the top recruits in i think they're good um where they are now i think urban meyer uh could just make them great uh and my second is joe moorhead uh the offense coordinator at oregon um he he wasn't given enough time at mississippi state i think if he stayed there a couple more years he would have um, turn that ship around. Um, it would have been probably one of the best coaches in the SEC, in my opinion. Um, so I think he he would take it. He's already in the Pac-12, uh, like I said, at Oregon. So this year he would get like a year of Pac-12 football under his belt, uh, know the system, uh, how it's run, and I think he would uh, quickly take uh, the USC job. Gotcha. Uh, well, I guess I'll move on to my next one. Uh, of course, I'll just do Clay Helton. I already had him on there. Uh, Clay Helton, he's gone. I think Urban Meyer takes his place. Um, it would be funny, uh, especially if we get a USC-Ohio State game at some point. Uh, that, that'd be or funny. USC-Florida. USC-Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting he was at Florida for so long beforehand. Why do I keep forgetting that? He was the bane of my existence oh, for so long. Really that good. I mean, he won one national title, but other than that, he was well, just – He beat 
Tennessee every year, so he was the bane of my existence. But <laughs> well, he beat you too. But uh, you know, hey, watch I, it. I, I'm telling the truth. But yeah, it, I know. But I hate the truth when it comes to Vanderbilt. You know that. Also, uh, it, it, to anyone listening, if you do hear a noise of something meowing, I'm outside and a cat has found me. One of my cats decided, hey, I'm going to walk up and join the podcast. <laughs> but Is that our Slovakian? Yeah, Is it's, he a Slovakian? Yeah, Nan- yeah Nancy the Slovakian. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead. Go ahead and give me your next one for me. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, Michigan. Um, I have him a little uh, higher on my list. Um, exact same thing you said about him. I think a, a potential replacement would be Brent Venables the offensive coordinator at Clemson. Um, I think he needs to step up into a head coaching role, and I think Michigan would be the best spot for him uh, right now. I don't think he should bump up and go to, like, a low-level school. Um, he succeeded at Clemson. I think he can succeed at Michigan. Um, that's all I really got to say about him. So, I think Venables goes to Michigan. Gotcha. Well, this one may be a little bit of a shock to you. Um, my next one is Mike Norvell. Uh, it's his first year at, wow. at Florida State. You're giving them the uh, Willie Taggart treatment over there in Tallahassee. They did it before. They'll do it again. I mean, Mike Norvell, yeah, the, it's his first year. Maybe give him the benefit of the doubt. But it's Florida State. Do you know how prideful they are of their football team? Like, they, they really – they want – They're hardcore. Yeah, and – if you don't win, you're not staying. And yeah. so far, he has. I mean, won. they gave Taggart what two weeks, three weeks. Oh, I can't remember. And then they just they fired him midseason. Well, by the way, they are currently uh, two five, two and five. Uh, they lost and their next to, game's home against Clemson. They lost to Georgia Tech, Miami. They beat Jacksonville State, but that game was close until near the end. Uh, it Notre, should have been that close. They, uh, Notre Dame. They lost Notre Dame. Then they beat number five North Carolina, uh, wow. which was a good, good win. But then the next week they lost to Louisville 48-16, and then they lost to Pittsburgh 41 Yeah, he gone. Week after. He gone. Uh, I think he's not. I think he's gone. And you know who I think would take? He, the place? he shouldn't have left Memphis. He he had it made at Memphis. Well, do you think? Do you know who I think is going to take his place? My, go ahead. Give give a guess. I heard an M, so um, take his place at Michigan. Derek Mason. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. It's Florida State, by the way, not Michigan. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Florida State M. I don't know. Mike Gundy. Are you serious? I think they'll take him away from Oklahoma State. I mean, Tennessee couldn't have take him, couldn't take him away from Oklahoma State. They got close. But the thing is, is that at that time we had a different uh, AD, and that AD wanted nothing but Chiano. And so every single time someone would say something about another coach, he wouldn't actually contact them. He would just say, "Hey, yeah, by the way, he didn't want the job." Did the same thing to Leach too, because we were going to either get Mike Leach, Mike Gundy. Or Gruden, John Gruden. Uh, but then, really, Gruden is a big fan of Tennessee. 
I don't know if you knew that. Uh, do you think he'd leave a ten-year, hundred million-dollar contract with the Raiders to go? He to did. He, he didn't have that contract at that point. He That's was a, true. He wasn't coach. I forgot about. Where, he was an analyst then, right? Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah. he's at he's at almost every Tennessee game that he can be at because uh, his son goes there. Um, I, I we genuinely thought he was going to be there, uh, but of mm-hmm. course, didn't happen. I think Florida State will be able to do it. I think Mike Gundy will be at Florida State. If Mike Norvell is fired, but give me your next one. Les Miles, Kansas. Um, there was a lot of hype going into Les Miles when he took that Kansas job. Um, that hype immediately died because Les Miles re- realized that he was at Kansas um, and not LSU. Um, I think this might be a little bit of a surprise to you. I think a replacement for Les Miles would be Bob Stoops, uh, mm-hmm. the old. Uh, Oklahoma coach. Uh, he'd go back to the conference he knows. Um, he's a great recruiter. Um, he knows what it takes. He knows how to win big games. Um, so I think he'd be a great fit at Kansas. Um, do I, I think Les Miles, if he's fired at Kansas, I don't see him coaching again. Um, I mean, I mean, he had his chance. Uh, he was okay his final couple of years at LSU. Couldn't get really anything done. Uh, went to Kansas trying to do the same thing he did at LSU and again realized he was a Kansas. Um, so um, I think Kansas is in the same boat as Vanderbilt is. Like It's hard to win there. Mm-hmm. And it's almost career suicide if you go there. Um, mm-hmm. But hopefully I'm saying that op- optimistically about Vanderbilt. Um, hopefully we can turn that around. And I think Bob Stoops can turn Kansas around. Gotcha. Well, I'll give my last one. Again, like I said, mine is not in any order whatsoever. Um, I'll tell you that just because it's Pruitt. Um, I say that because, like I said earlier, if we don't win at Tennessee, you're gone. They turn on you pretty quickly. Um, And for him to be, what, two and four, two and five, one of those two, um, I think he's two and four. That is – unheard of when you're supposed to have one of the best offensive lines in the nation. Uh, yeah. And uh, it may be Jim Chaney, like I've said in the past, maybe his fault. Uh, but I think you start with that and then go on to other bigger things. So maybe Chaney yeah. first, then Pruitt. Uh, but I do have one person that I think should take the job. Derek Mason. No. We could have gotten him in the past. He could have been our head coach. We didn't. We didn't do it. Hugh Freeze. Um, I saw a funny thing on Twitter uh, Saturday, and you know, you know why Hugh Freeze was fired the first time, right? Wasn't in like a scandal or something? Yeah. Uh, someone said that they would pay for his phone bill if they could, if he came to Tennessee, um, because he uh, had that like other phone. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 We, someone said they're talking about when he was at Ole Miss. Yeah, well, someone said that they would pay for his phone bill if he came to Tennessee, which I thought was pretty funny. In all honesty, they probably would, because he's a good coach. Yeah, he's had some iffy things in the past, but I don't put it past Tennessee. They tried to hire Shiano, so who else are we probably going to hire? Um, I I think freeze would be able to actually do things with their players because he'd actually see 
uh, you know, a good thing out of people that aren't seniors instead of Pruitt. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, maybe bring us back to where we used to be. But uh, you go ahead and give me your last one. Like, I may know who it is. You think you know? Maybe. <laughs> now, I'm going to start with this. As a person, this guy is one of the nicest guys I've ever met. He's always positive. He's, he always likes to talk to fans. Like, I went with Vanderbilt football to the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, and um, he made it a point to talk to me. Uh, I tried to talk to him a few times. He was busy. Came to my table when we were eating with the team, and he said, yeah, let's talk. Let's take a picture, do stuff like that. Uh, so, really, really nice guy, but he cannot coach worth a lick in the SEC. Um, and that's Derek Mason. Um, I agree with you. It'd be really hard to get somebody big um, to come to Vanderbilt. Um, I think we need, I think we'd need the facilities um, to get somebody big and we're, we're, we're working on that. Uh, it's in progress. Uh, nothing formal has been announced yet, um, but I know that something's coming. Um, and I think potential replacements, uh, I'm going to start with Will Healy. I have three replacements. I'm going to start with Will Healy at Charlotte. Um, he's a Tennessee kid. I think his dad coached at Austin Peay. Um, so I think he would he would take this job in a heartbeat. Um, second, second is uh, Jim Harbaugh. Um, I say that with a lot of hope. Um, I would love to get a big name like Jim Harbaugh in here. Um, he can recruit. Um, he'd be in the SEC. Uh, he would get a lot of money into the program where we can we where we can actually upgrade the facilities um so i think he he would consider it i don't think he'd take it but he would consider it um and then finally um i love this guy um i think he's a great coach where he is now and i think he would be an even better coach at vanderbilt uh if he was given the chance uh it's gonna be a little bit of a surprise to you probably um but that's ken Niamantololo. Um, at Navy. You had so much to say about him at the beginning of the year, about how you didn't like how he wasn't hitting in practice since the other, and now you want him as your head coach. <laughs> well, I wasn't saying that about him. I was saying that about the team, because like, you don't go into week one against a top 25 team in BYU, and you don't hit, because you get your butt licked, and he got his butt licked. Um, but I'm talking about like general. I'm not talking about this one season. Uh, he's been a really good coach. Um, again, at a service academy, you have to be really good because there's a lot of high expectation when it comes to football at a service academy. Um, the saying is, when it comes to Army and Navy, um, it's the only game in college football where the guys playing are willing to die for the people watching. So like, it's it's insane at service academies. My dad was in the Navy, um, so like, I've watched Navy football my entire life, and I've watched Neil Montalolo my entire life. Um, so yeah, so Harbaugh, Freeze, and uh, Will Healy, and I, I got an honorable mention, but I just scratched them out because um, I do not think this would happen. I do not think Vanderbilt fans would like this. I mentioned it to you earlier, um, and that is Bill O'Brien, the uh, former yeah. coach of the Texans. I think he shouldn't have gone to the NFL. Um, he was okay the first couple of years, 
Um, but then once he was named, I think, team president, general manager, athletic trainer, whatever he named himself, um, that's when it really started going downhill. Um, I think he could turn it around at Vanderbilt. Um, it, it would take a lot, uh, especially for Bill O'Brien. Um, but I, I don't think he would come here, so that's why I scratched him out. Um, and, again, it's going to be really hard for Vanderbilt to get somebody big. Um, yeah. I, if we would have kept Franklin, like we had an extension ready for him, but he wanted to go to Penn State. Um, if we would have fought for him to keep him, uh, we would have been in the top 25 every year. We would have gone to a top bowl game every year. Um, we would have had five-star recruit after five-star recruit come in. Um, so it, it would take a lot for Vanderbilt to get a new coach. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about before we head out? I think that's it. So, um, with all that being said, this has been uh, the ninth segment of Helmet to Helmet. Next week, uh, I will recap uh, round two of the playoffs. Um, some teams are eliminated, so it probably won't be the 22 games I had this week. Uh, but you never know, it's 2020. Um, next week, I hope we will have a a guest um, I'll reach out to them um, this week see if they'd be free but if not uh, we'll recap round two I'll give my top three games of the week we'll go into um, some college football games uh, for the upcoming Saturday uh, and then we will close it out so for Jason Southall I'm Connor Owens this has been Helmet to Helmet <laughs> <laughs>